Hey, Reverend Billy here at the Earth Church radio station in the East Village in New York City. Well, the sixth extinction is here. The sixth extinction is not here because it was never there. It's the climate, but, but you don't want to call it the climate because that's a word that's been bandied about, a political football it was always in our bodies. Climate is, is something a meteorologist shouts at us like used car salesmen. Now, the sixth extinction will not be broadcast on your local eyewitness news. The sixth extinction will throw culture upside down. I, I, I shouldn't say will. Once again, I'm separating myself from the sixth extinction. You and I are the sixth extinction now. It is in us. The sixth, the sixth extinction, 6X, let's call it. It's in, it's in our coffee. It's who we are. It killed the boomers. It killed Burning Man. It killed Silicon Valley because it was Silicon Valley. It was Burning Man. It was the boomers. They didn't recognize it. They thought they could computerize it. They thought they could sell it. Ha! <laughs> 6X will not be computerized. The police thought they could manufacture it into fear and take exhausted, starving immigrants and pick fights with them and then videotape them selectively so that they could be criminalized, so they could follow their, their hero, Donald Trump, down that trail of fear, of separation, of division. No, no, 6X is in the cops. It's in their children. You can't racialize the sixth extinction. You can't make fear out of it. The fear is already in the storm. It's already swept up into the flames and the wind. Will we understand? Will we understand? The sixth extinction will not be computerized, will not be Americanized, will not be modernized. Come on, people, somebody, somebody, give me an earth hallelujah.
Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Angry farmers were back in Paris on their tractors in a new protest this week, demanding more government support and simpler regulations on the eve of a major agricultural fair in the French capital. Farmers across Europe, including Prague, Madrid, and several cities in Germany, have initiated widespread protests. They complain that the 27-nation bloc's environmental policies limit their business and make their products more expensive than non-EU imports. The situation underscores the complexity of balancing environmental policies with the economic needs of farmers. Rain used to be rare in the Arctic, but as the region warms, so-called rain-on-snow events are becoming more common. Twenty years ago, annual precipitation in the Arctic ranged from about 10 inches in southern areas to as few as two inches or less in the far north. As Arctic temperatures continue to warm three times faster than the planet as a whole, melting sea ice and more open water will bring up to 60% more precipitation in coming decades, with more rain falling than snow in many places. Such changes will have a profound impact on sea ice, glaciers, and Greenland's ice cap, which are already melting at record rates. The precipitation will trigger more flooding, an acceleration in permafrost thaw, profound changes to water quality, more landslides and snow avalanches, more misery for Arctic animals, many of which are already in precipitous decline due to the shifting climate, and serious challenges for the indigenous peoples who depend on those animals. In 2022, the longest thunderstorm in the history of Arctic observation was recorded in Siberia. The storm lasted nearly an hour. The city of Chicago is suing BP, Chevron, ConocoPhillips, ExxonMobil, and Shell, alleging they misled the public about climate change impacts. The lawsuit aims to hold these companies accountable for the city's climate change-related costs, including infrastructure damage and adaptation expenses. This legal action follows similar suits by New York and California, seeking financial compensation for fossil fuel-induced environmental harm. In the midst of recent rainstorms caused by atmospheric rivers in Los Angeles, innovative sponge infrastructure successfully captured 8.6 billion gallons of water, providing enough resources to support more than 100,000 households for an entire year. LA's sponge city approach includes permeable surfaces and spreading grounds to absorb stormwater. The plastics industry has promoted recycling as a viable solution to plastic waste for more than 40 years despite knowing its impracticality. The U.S. recycling rate for plastics remains below 10%, with most plastic waste ending up in landfills or incinerators. Using the European Southern Observatory's Very Large Telescope, Astronomers have identified and characterized a bright quasar, finding it to be not only the brightest of its kind, but also the most luminous object ever observed. Quasars are the bright cores of distant galaxies and are powered by supermassive black holes. The black hole in this record-breaking quasar is growing in mass by the equivalent of one sun per day, making it the fastest-growing black hole to date. It has a mass of 17 billion suns and eats just over a sun per day. This makes it the most luminous object in the known universe.
Scientists have captured photos of a bird long thought lost, known as the yellow-crested helmet shrike. The species is listed as a lost bird because it has not been seen in nearly two decades. Scientists made the discovery during a six-week expedition to the Otombwe Massif, a mountain range in the Eastern Democratic Republic of the Congo. While exploring the cloud forests on the slopes of a mountain, scientists stumbled upon the helmet shrike, a striking black bird with a bright yellow helmet. The bird is endemic to the western slopes of the Albertine Rift of Central Africa, a region that has been largely inaccessible due to war and security issues, but that has recently become safer to visit. In total, about 18 birds were found at three sites during the expedition. The expedition, which ran from December 2023 to January 2024, yielded other important discoveries. The herpetology team rediscovered the red-bellied squeaker frog, which had not been seen since the 1950s. Widespread 20th century reforestation in the eastern United States helped counter rising temperatures due to climate change, according to new research. Before European colonization, the eastern U.S. was almost entirely covered in temperate forests. From the late 18th to early 20th centuries, timber harvests and clearing for agriculture led to forest losses exceeding 90% in some areas. In the 1930s, efforts to revive the forests, coupled with the abandonment and subsequent reforestation of subpar agricultural fields, kicked off an almost century-long comeback for eastern forests. About 15 million hectares of forest have since grown in these areas. Forests in the eastern U.S. today cool the land's surface by 1 to 2 degrees Celsius annually. The strongest cooling effect occurs at midday in the summer, when trees lower temperatures by 2 to 5 degrees Celsius, or almost 10 degrees Fahrenheit. A small international team of animal behavior researchers has found that species of glass frogs, whose males help care for offspring, tend to have smaller testes than species whose males do not help care for offspring. The findings offer an example of a reproductive trade-off, in this case between testes size and paternal care. They note that with glass frogs, the eggs laid by the female are not fertilized until they have been laid. That makes them fair game for any male who happens to pass by. Species whose males help to care for the young are demonstrating two behaviors to ensure that their genes are the ones that are passed on. First, by getting to the eggs before other males and fertilizing them, the male ensures that his genes are in play. Second, by helping to take care of the eggs, he helps to make sure that they have a better chance of hatching, growing, and reproducing on their own. More than 100 new species have been discovered on an underwater mountain range off the coast of Chile. Corals, glass sponges, sea urchins, amphipods, lobsters, plus many peculiar fish and squid already known to science. The discoveries come from an international group of scientists who recently explored the seamounts along the Nazca and Salas y Gomez Ridge, a 2,900-kilometer-long chain of underwater mountains that stretches from offshore Chile to Rapa Nui, also known as Easter Island. A seamount is an underwater mountain with steep sides, 
typically the remnants of extinct volcanoes. These fascinating features often become hives of biodiversity. They provide wildlife with a solid surface to live upon, supplying them with food and nutrients. Each seamount creates its own unique ecosystem, and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of them off the coast of Chile. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Cozumel Thrasher, a bird from the mockingbird family, endemic to the island of Cozumel off the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. It is believed to be the most critically endangered species of bird in Mexico, if it indeed still exists. The bird is closely related to the long-billed and brown thrashers. It has been generally described as shy. It was once abundant throughout Cozumel before two hurricanes greatly affected its numbers. The thrasher is about nine inches in length. The adult has a brown crown. The thrasher is predominantly terrestrial and elusive, and as with all members of the genus Toxostoma, it may resort to running instead of flying when startled. Because the Cozumel thrasher likely survived hurricanes for millennia, some scientists believe that other factors must have contributed to the bird's decline. Clearly, introduced species, including predatory boa constrictors, are thought to be the major threat. And hear the sound of the Cozumel thrasher.
Back to the Earth Church. This is Reverend Billy. I'm having one of my morning moments here. It's great. This wonderful organic coffee, and we got some jazz on the radio. Charlie Parker, Art Tatum, Nina Simone. It's great. It's moments like this when I think anything's possible. We can jam. Yes, we can jam with the Earth during her sixth extinction. Of course, it's possible. We can debut the sixth extinction. At Carnegie Hall, you remember that concert? We blew the building across Central Park. <laughs> what a night. Lady Liberty seemed to applaud down in the bay. The water was up over the lady's big book of human rights. And it was easy to sail all the way into the science fiction classic called Extinction. Well, we call the sixth extinction affectionately. We call it 6X. This 6X era. Now, some of you know by now we have been putting up hundreds of young men from West Africa in our uh, converted bank storefront theater in the East Village. And we're there holding forth at 5 p.m. on Sundays. You're welcome to join us. It's easy living with these, these people day in and day out. It's easy to imagine rewriting the declaration of the sixth extinction because they are as creative as Duke Ellington. These young men have come thousands of miles walking, whew, jumping on freight trains and trucks and leaky boats and dangerous buses. And they get to the United States, and what do they have? Gunmen at the border, and bureaucrats, and judges. And they solve that riddle. They get through all of that. 
And here they are in New York. They're coming here at the rate of 10,000 a week. And they are welcome. The politicians say, oh, they're going to destroy us. No, 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 no. They are the best and the brightest. They're the mayors and city council people of the future. Not the not so distant future. <laughs> this is a constricting time of, of reactionary politicians, celebrity culture, corporations with their information pixel tricks and everything run by the invisible investor class. We, can, we know that. It's all, it's all in this kind of market. We just have no response to the 6X age, which now is accelerating around the corner. Where's the environmental movement? Flatlining. What are we going to do? I don't know. But yes, I do imagine. I... I am having my morning moment. I can, uh, I can see Trumpers making America great again and, and, and getting their guns out to stop traffic like Extinction Rebellion does. Well, oh no, I think I, I stepped over the line there. I think that that'll be called terrorism and I'll go to jail. I take it all back. Not all of it. What about the uptown art snobs who are there at the, the Met and the Whitney and the, maybe they'll come down and join us in the wetlands down here, clogged with plastic. And the Monsantos and Bayers and DuPont crop science executives, maybe they, yeah, I can, I can see them standing naked in the new organic farms. Oh, let's have a morning moment together here with this this free jazz. And let's just imagine the honeybees and the fish coming back and the thousands of animals that have disappeared coming back and this extinction becoming instead of flowering and the humble radical human beings too. Let's you and me come back and return to the world. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. And this is Reverend Billy, ready to say goodbye and to thank as many people as we can that have, have contributed. Uh, Sankolaja Lo, thank you for your lovely music and, and the West African griot music uh, that came to us from, uh, that might have been the BBC, I'm not sure. The Fulani people, the tribe that are using our warming center which is also the location of the Earth Church. The Earth Church being where you're invited to attend our musical, um, secular, but full of the spirit events. Every Sunday, 5 p.m., 36 Avenue C at 3rd Street in the East Village in New York City. Savitri D, who brought you the news from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Savi is the director of the Stop Shopping Choir and my, my work as well. The Earth Church is continuing with wall-to-wall -wall West African young men uh, for the foreseeable future, as long as our mayor here acts like the black version of Giuliani, racist to the core, telling us that we'll be destroyed by the newest New Yorkers. Come on, 
What is New York? And what are we if not immigrants? And with that, I wish you a wild and safe weekend. Somebody give me an earth and we.